Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your Be careful, come back here, did you? 
shirt, never take a dare. Get along to make a countdown there. Clean your room, fold your clothes, put your stuff away. Make your bed, do it now that we have all day. Were you born in a barn? Would you like some hay? Can you read and hear a word of say?
you can see, we are showcasing the little ones today. And this was our 4K class, instructed by Judy Riley. And that was excellent, you guys. You did a great job. Big wide for Mama. What a big boy you are. What a big boy you are. <laughs> okay. Now we can't go to church with jelly all over our face, can we? Hmm? Oh my oh my goodness. What are you doing with that snake? You go put that snake back in the hole right now. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord.
Hey, Mom. Mommy needs just a minute. Please. Hey, Mom. I think you look pretty no matter what. Even when your hair looks really weird. Oh, Mom. Go straight there. And come right back. Oh, here, honey. Oh, Mom's here. It's okay. Oh, you're okay. Oh, thank you. Stop it. Mom? Dad? I asked Beth to marry me. Well, what'd she say? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the family. I'm so happy for you. Hey, Mom. Where's that grandbaby? <laughs> oh, nice to see you. Oh, yeah, nice to see you too. Hey, Mom. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. You did great. What's that? The children. You did really great. I always knew you'd be a good dad. But you did really. Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> of course you are. Come sit with me. You know, I was thinking just the other day about what a wonderful mom you are. I mean, God, God really blessed me with a great lady. You're... You're my mom. You've always been there for me. <laughs> Even when I didn't want you to be. <laughs> and nobody ever believed in me like you do. Thank you. I love you, Mom. And I love you, son. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms today. I had to, I had to keep walking away from that backstage. <laughs>
so that I could come out here and, and talk. Um, we are so glad that all of you are here this morning, especially the mothers. We hope today just really brings honor to you because you definitely deserve it for all the incredible, amazing things that you do. And if I could take the liberty for a moment, um, I think it's only happened maybe one other time since Orchard Church started eight years ago when we, we planted this church. Um, I have the privilege of having um, my mother, excuse me, here today. Um, She'll be 84 years young in two weeks, still lives on her own, takes care of herself. And so, Mother, would you mind, can you stand up, Shelly, can you help her? And can you guys welcome my mother this morning? Good to have her. In case you did not notice, yes, your pastor was on the drums today, and I come out of retirement about once or twice a year. It's every time my mom comes to visit. And, and leading up to her coming for weeks, she says, now you're going to play the drums while I'm there, right? You're gonna, and she'll call Gary up. Gary, make sure that Doug is on the drums to play. So that was a Mother's Day gift uh, to my mom this morning. But we want to thank all the mothers and ladies of, of Orchard Church. Um, I was blessed with an incredible mom, and I'm also blessed with an incredible wife and mother. I've had two amazing, amazing ladies in my life that I'm thankful for. And I know many of you feel the same way. And it's amazing all the things that that uh, you ladies do. And uh, have you heard about the new reality show that's coming out? It's, it's to help men understand uh, what it means to be a mom and all the challenges and difficulties. It's the new Survivor Meets Apprentice reality show called Moms. And here's, how, here's the way that it works. Six married men will be dropped off on an island with one car and four kids each for six weeks. Each kid plays two sports and either takes music or dance classes. Each man must take a care of his four kids, keep his assigned house clean, do the dishes, correct all the homework, complete science projects, cook, do laundry, etc., and there's no access to fast food. The men only have access to television when the kids are all asleep and the chores are done. There's only one 12-inch television between them, and there's no remote. Yeah. The men must shave their legs and apply makeup daily while driving their children to school. They must help in the classes weekly, clean up after their sick children at 3 a.m., make a model Indian teepee with six toothpicks, a tortilla, a candle wax, all while getting a four-year-old to eat a serving of peas. Then the kids vote the men off the island based on their competency. The last man wins only if he has enough energy to be intimate with his spouse at a moment's notice. <laughs> and if the last man does win, he can play the game over and over and over for the next 18 to 25 years, eventually earning the right to be called mom. Be watching for that show. Well, if you have your notes this morning, I just want to share for just a few minutes, and then we're going to have our child dedication time. And so I'm just going to take a few minutes to talk to you today about what we learn about God from our mothers. And if you haven't already, turn in your Bibles, your mobile devices to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse 4. It's on page 464. If you're using one of the Bibles, you may have picked up when you came in this morning. What we learn about God from our mothers. Three simple truths. Uh, these seem so simple, but yet they're so deep when you understand them. And the first thing we learn about God from our moms is this, that God is love. God is love. I mean, the way a mother intuitively loves is just amazing. It blows you away. I mean, only a mom would stick out her hands to catch her kid's vomit. 
I mean, only a mom would, would do that. I mean, only a mom would read every word in Goodnight Moon before the kids go to bed. How many of y'all know Goodnight Moon? Do you have that? We read that to our kids all the time, and I, I would always try to paraphrase it as I read it, and our ki my kids would always stop me and say, no, no, you missed a part, because mom would read the same story over and over every night and never miss a word. I mean, only a mom would love so much that she would use her own saliva to clean off her children's face, and somehow as a kid, that's healing and, and soothing to us. I mean, she bandages all kinds of wounds with her love, physical, emotional, relational, spiritual. I mean, moms are great at showing love. If you agree, say yes. And it's, and it's a mother's display of love, that compassion and tender consistency and, and sacrificial and selfless love that really all points to the kind of love that God has for each and every one of us that we see modeled from so many of our moms. And I want to just read you, uh, this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, and this is the love chapter. A lot of times you hear, hear this read at weddings and different things, and it's, it's the epitome of love. And, you know, it starts out in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and it says, Love suffers long and is, and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. I'd like to just take the liberty this morning, and let's replace the word love with mom. Listen to how it reads, because it really works both ways. Mom suffers long and is kind. Mother does not envy. Mother does not parade herself. She's not puffed up. Mother does not behave rudely. She does not seek her own way, is not easily provoked or irritated, thinks no evil. Mom does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Mom bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Moms never fail. Can't we agree to that this morning? Yeah. You know, and I, I know that may be a little bit of an exaggeration, you know, especially that part where it says, moms are never easily provoked or irritated. We, we get that, but I, I think that if we're honest, that a mother's love is one of the closest pictures of God's love for us. But even a mother's love is not perfect, but God's love is perfect. Romans chapter 8, verse 38, we'll put it on the screen, it says this, and I, Paul said, and I am convinced that, what's the next word, church? Nothing. nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Okay, thank you, all 10 of you. I said, everybody say nothing. 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 Paul says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, or angels, or demons, neither fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. A mother's love is a picture of God's love, and God's love is perfect. And if you've ever wondered how much God loves you, all you have to do is look at the cross when Jesus stretched out his arms to die for you, and he said, I love you this much. I love you this much. I love you so much I'm willing to die for you. And I know for many of you, you've heard that before. You know, God is love. You know, yes, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I have a bumper sticker. I've seen one that says, God is love. But there's a big difference between hearing that God is love and experiencing God's love personally in your life. Would you agree? Say yes. And God doesn't want you just to hear about his love and just read it on a bumper sticker. He wants you to feel his love. He wants you to personally experience his love in your life. He wants his love to go from just information to transformation. It's not an informational love that our God offers us. It's a transformational love that is, when it becomes personal to us, it changes our life like our mom's love that we experienced changed our life. 
And if I'm completely honest with you guys, you know, I grew up in church in a Christian home, and I've always heard that. God is love. God is love. God is love. I've heard that over and over and seen it on all kinds of things. But I don't think that I've truly, personally, fully understood God's love until September 24th, 1995. It was when Shelly and I went to the hospital and our first son was going to be born. And then I experienced it again on September 17th, 1997. Two years later, we went to the hospital and our daughter was born. You know, I'd heard God is love, God is love, and I knew that, I knew that. I mean, I'd been to Bible college, I'd been to seminary. I knew everything the Bible had to say about God's love. But it wasn't until that day in that hospital room, and you know, one moment there's three of us in the room, and the next moment there's four of us in the room. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what just happened? You know, what, 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 how did this take place? I mean, if you've ever wondered if there's a God of creation, just watch a baby being born. It kind of removes all doubt, amen? And I remember when, that, when our, our son Caleb was born, and I mean, I was right there, and I watched that happen. And, and I remember, you know, he, he's, he's delivered, and, and the doctor's like, do, do you want to hold him? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, he, he looked like a Vaseline-covered weasel to me. <laughs> I was like, no. Yo, now, Shelly's like, give it to me, give it to me. He's laying right, you know, laying right there on the chest, you know I mean? I'm like, honey, I don't know how to tell you this, but you just had E.T., I mean, I'm just being honest. Everybody's like, oh, little babies are so cute. Not right then, they're not. So finally, you know, they clean him up and do the thing, you know. And, you know, I think he got like a nine on his app guard. We're like, woo you know. And we're bragging about that to our friends and all that kind of stuff. And finally, they clean him up. And I, I'm finally brave enough that I'm going to get to hold my son, Caleb, for the first time. And there's nothing like that. And I remember holding him for the first time and looking into his eyes. And I remember with my daughter when she was born, the same thing happened again. And I remember almost hearing the audible voice of God say to me, Doug, that is love. What you feel for that child, that is just a glimpse and a hint of how I love you. And as, and as, and as much as you love that child, I love you even more. And then watching my two children grow up in our home and watching Shelly be, I mean, the best mom in the world to those kids. I remember vividly when the kids were, were very young, you know, those, that first year when the kids are like up all night, you know, every two or three hours and, you know, and they're sick. And, you know, I remember nights that she would have to stay up and she would sit in a chair and hold them and she didn't sleep because she was worried about them coughing or choking. And I remember, you know, her getting up and checking on them. And I remember this and I wish I would have done it. And I encourage some of you younger families to do this. I remember thinking, I need to video this. I need to videotape everything that Shelly is doing for her two children when they were an infant to take care of them and love them and show that to them when they're teenagers. And oh, how I wish I had that video today. Oh, how I wish I had that video. I mean, it blew me away to watch a mother's love and I began to personally experience what, a little glimpse of what God's love is really like. And God wants you and I to experience his love in a personal and real way. He loves you. He doesn't just love. He isn't just love. He loves you just the way you are. Something else our mothers teach us about God is not only that God is love, but God is a protector. A mother's 
example to us as a protector shows us that God is a protector. We, we learn about God from our moms that, that he wants to protect us. I mean, let me ask you this. How many of you had a protective mom? Would you raise your hand? You'd say, my mom was protective. Raise your hand. Nice and high. Nice and high. Your mom was protective. That's most everybody because moms are very protective of their children. I'm just telling you right now, I introduced my mother. She's about to be 84 years old. And if, if she heard any of y'all talking bad about me after the service, like, yeah, that wasn't that great a message, she would turn into like Rambo on steroids. She'd take you out. I'm just telling you right now, she would. She'd find a way. Because moms are very protective of their kids, of their children. You, you know, you never hear a mother say, hey, kids, I got a great idea. Here's what I want you to do. Today, I want you to get on your bike, and I want you to go outside, and I want you to ride it as fast as you can down the street, and I want you to not wear a helmet today and wear your best clothes, and, you know, don't worry about changing your underwear. No one's going to see, and, you know, just, just go crazy. Have a ball. Moms never say that stuff because moms are protective, and our mothers teach us that God is protective of us. In Psalm 121 verse five it says this, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shield. That's an awesome verse. I don't know what you're going through here today in your family, your finances, your health, your situation, but maybe there's some of you here today, and you, you know that, that, that was worth coming for today, just hearing that verse in Psalm 121.5, that you have a God that watches over you. Nothing happens in your life without his watchful eye, without his hand of protection as a protective shade. You know, there, there's times that my mother protected me from things that I didn't even know she was protecting me from. And God is the same way. There's times that I know in my life I can look back and God was protecting me from something and I didn't even realize it. How many of you guys have ever prayed and you asked God for something and he didn't answer? And you're kind of upset with God, but later you realize why God didn't answer? Do you remember that? And you're like, thank you, God, you didn't answer that. Man, I dated some girls before I met Shelly that I thought this is the one. I said, God, let's, let's make this the one. And he said no. And I look back and go, thank you, God, for protecting me. I've seen some of them on Facebook 20 years later. Woo, okay. Just saying. I'm like, I did good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But a mother teaches us some things about God. A mother teaches us God is love. A mother teaches us that God is a protector. And a mother teaches us that God is a comforter. Not only does is God love us and protect us, but he comforts us. Because mothers are so protective of their children, it provides this environment for kids of great comfort and compassion. And there's this comfort that we just know we can expect from, from mom. I mean, when a kid gets hurt, I mean, he can be playing with dad. It's kind of like that video. He can be playing with dad all day long. He gets hurt. He runs in the house. And he never asks for dad. It's always mom. It's always mother. He's always crying out for the comfort of, of mother. He knows he's going to get comfort and compassion from her. Why does the kid never come in the house and yell for dad? I'll tell you why. Because they've learned that dads don't care. <laughs> they don't. I mean, what, you go in and you want some comfort from dad, you've fallen down, what does dad say? Shake it off. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. No pain, no gain. And while you're up walking it off, give me some ice cream. <laughs> we laugh because it's true. 
But moms are protective and moms are comforting. I remember many times as a boy getting up in the middle of the night and being sick. And I mean, before I barely had the toilet lid lifted up, my mom is in there. She's got the wet washcloth and she's putting it on my head and she's rubbing my back and she's analyzing what has made me sick. I mean, she's figuring it all out and she's bringing all this comfort and compassion because moms are very protective. Moms are very comforting. And I, you know, as a kid, my mom would always be up with me in the middle of the night. Always would be right there and stay up as long as she needed to. And I, I always wondered, and I never understood, where, where is my dad? Where is, where is he during all this? And I never understood that until I became a dad. And then I realized he was pretending to be asleep. And I've learned that very well. But mothers are so protective. They're so comforting. Just like our God. Just like our God. 2 Corinthians 1.3, I love this verse. I, I quote it often when I'm talking to people that are going through challenges and difficulties. Some of you need to memorize this verse. It says this, all praise to our God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father. He's merciful. And the source of all comfort. How, how much comfort, church? All. Not some comfort, not most comfort. He's the source of all comfort. We can turn to him for protection and love, and we can turn to him for comfort no matter what we're going through. But it's sad. Why don't more people turn to God for protection and comfort? And there's really only one reason why. It's when we haven't personally experienced his love in our life. Because as soon as you experience his love and his protection and his comfort, you want to keep running back to him. You want to run to his comfort and his protection and his love once you personally experience it in your life. When he gets you through some difficult and challenging things. You know, why do you go to your moms? Because you know they'll comfort you. And when you go to your heavenly father and you experience those things, you want to go back to him. And unfortunately, when people don't turn to God for protection and comfort and love, they turn to other things. They turn to other people who let them down. Or they just deny it altogether. You know, they try to grunt their way through it. Or they turn to, they try to medicate it through some kind of substance abuse. When our God is crying out to us going, listen, I love you. I want to protect you. I want to comfort you. Why would we not run into his arms? Why would we not respond to what he offers? 1 Peter 5, 7 says it this way. Give all your worries. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but any of you guys got anything you're worried about right now? You worried about anything? Is everything cool? Because if everything's cool right now, you need to know this verse because it's not always going to be cool. It's not a matter of if, but when you're going to need the protection, comfort, and love of God. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries. Again, not some of them, but most of them. Give all your worries and your cares to who, church? To God. You know why? Because he cares for you. And he cares for you. And he cares for you. He cares for you, and he cares for you, and he cares for you. For so many people, they know these things about God, but they, they don't experience it personally in their life. You know, moms and even dads love to hear, I need your help. Mom, I need your help. I need your help. Don't you know our God is the same way? He's never too busy for us, amen? He loves to hear his children say, God, I'm going through something difficult. I'm going through something challenging. And I need your protection. I need your comfort. I need your help in my life right now. Let me ask you, what are you worried about today? What do you care about today? Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's a health challenge. Maybe it's your job, your house. Whatever it is, will you bring that to God? Give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. 
And just like a mother loves and protects and comforts her children, God offers the same to you and I in a very real and personal way. So that's my message for Mother's Day. What do we learn about God from our mothers? That God is love, God is a protector, and God is a comforter. So what? Well, that was a really nice, cute little Mother's Day message, Pastor Doug. Thank you. No, it's more than that. Here's the question I want all of you to ask yourself this morning. Have you personally responded to God's love? Not just informationally, but transformationally. Have you personally responded to his protection and comfort in your life when you go through challenges? I had the privilege this last week, I got an email from a very prominent leader in our community. And they wanted to meet with me. They've been attending our church for the last several weeks since Easter. And I sat down and I talked with this gentleman and it, it was the highlight of my week because he expressed to me that God has been reaching out to him for several years. God's been trying to get his attention. God's been trying to talk to him. God's been trying to get him to respond. He said, I grew up knowing about God. He said, I, you know, I know who God is. I believe there's a God. But here's what he said. But I am not personally connected to him right now. And he said, it's time for me to listen to God. It's time for me to personally respond to God. Help me with that. It was the highlight of my week, church. And you know what? It can be the highlight of your week. It can be the highlight of your month. It can be the highlight of your year. Because some of you are here today because God wanted you here. Now you think you're here because your mom said, I don't want a present this year. My present is that you come to church with me. And we got some kids here today and we're so glad you're here. And your mom is bursting with joy that you're here. But there's somebody who's more excited that you're here and it's God. He wanted you to hear this message that he loves you. He wants to protect you and comfort you and he wants you to respond to him in a personal way. Will you take advantage of that today? There may be some moms here today. You're here today because your children said, we love you, we care about you mom, we love you so much, you've been such an awesome mom and would you come to our church, Orchard Church, this Sunday? And they're just so happy you're here and you're, we're so happy you're here and they're happy that you're hearing that God loves you mom. God wants to protect you and God wants to comfort you. And maybe there's some moms here today that need to respond in a personal way to God's love. I, listen, we don't believe that anyone is here today by accident. Amen, church? Amen. You're not here by accident. God wanted you to hear about your love. We're thrilled you're here on this Mother's Day. But God is most thrilled. God is most happy. And I want to just say again as I, I close this, thank you to all the mothers today. Thank you to all the ladies. Thank you for, even if you didn't realize it, you modeled God in our lives. Thank you to my mother. That you modeled that God is love. That God is a protector. And God is a comforter. Would you bow your heads this morning with your heads bowed as we reflect on the message for just a moment with no one looking around, just in the attitude of prayer. Let me ask you this. Has there been a time in your life where you have personally responded to God's love? You say, well, how do I do that? The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whoever, that includes you, would believe in him, not just about him, but believe in him, put your faith in him, would not perish but have everlasting life. You can begin a personal relationship with God today when you put your faith and trust in God's son, Jesus Christ. That's, that's how it begins. That's how you step across that line of faith and personally connect with God. Romans 5, 8 says this, but God showed his love to us and while we were sinners separated from him, Christ died for us. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, listen, if you're here today as a mom, 
as a child, as a son or a daughter, whoever you are, if you're here today and you'd say, you know what, if I'm honest, I don't know if I've ever personally responded to God's love in my life. But I'm ready to do that by faith. I'm going to tell you all you need to do. It's a, it's a gift that you receive by faith. And I will lead you in a prayer of faith that you can pray from your heart to God's right now, right where you sit. And if you mean it from your heart, by faith, you can receive Jesus today as your personal Lord and Savior into your life. And so if you're ready to pray that prayer of faith, let me lead you in that prayer. Now let me say this, it's not the words that you say that invite you to God's, that allow you to go into God's family. It's not the prayer you pray, it's the faith and belief in your heart that God knows. And here's how it goes if you're ready to personally respond to God. Jesus, I believe in you. Just say that to him. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I invite you personally into my life today by faith. I ask you to be my personal Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Thank you for allowing me to be your child. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, I don't want to embarrass anybody. No one looking around but me for a moment. I want to pray for you. If you just prayed that prayer of faith for the first time, I want to pray for you. You just entered a brand new relationship with God. And I want to pray that you would grow each and every day in that relationship and get to know the incredible God that so many of us here know. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, would you just slip up your hand for prayer? If you say, yes, I did pray that prayer of faith today and I meant it. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just slip up your hand and put it down. God bless you, young man. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And on my right, thank you. Two of you over here, another lady. Yes, God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just slip up your hand. Yes, a young man in the back. Thank you. I was about your age when I made that decision. God bless you. Another young man. Thank you. Several moms, several kids, several dads. Anyone else? You just slip up your hand today and say, yeah, I prayed that prayer of faith and I really did mean it. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for all those who put their faith and trust in you for the first time today. I thank you for those who responded personally by faith to your gift of love, your gift of salvation. I pray their lives would never be the same. I pray that they would understand that today is just the beginning of a new relationship with you and that they would grow in that relationship in all the days ahead. I pray as a church we would come alongside them, meet them right where they are, just like you do. Help them, encourage them, disciple them to help them grow in their faith with you. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask one more question. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? There was a time in my life that I put my faith and trust in Christ. I know I made that decision. But i got to be honest, right now, I know informationally that God loves me. I know that God wants to protect me. I know that God wants to comfort me. But I don't know if I'm feeling it. I don't know if I'm personally experiencing it in my life right now. And I know I need to. I know I need to. I'm going through some difficulties. I'm going through some challenges. And man, I needed to hear this today, not just informationally, but transformationally. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, is there anyone here today I could pray for you and say, I want to make sure that I experience God's love, protection, and comfort in a personal way in my life. I'm going through some challenges right now, and I want to, I want to apply that to my life, and I want to respond personally to my God. Well, can I pray for you, anyone like that? Would you slip up your hand all across this auditorium? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands are everywhere in every section. Yes, pray for me. Lift up your hand. Pray for me. I'm going through a challenge, difficulty, and I want to experience, I want to feel God's love, protection, and comfort in my life. The same kind of love and protection I, I received from my mom. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Let me pray for you folks. Lord, we thank you that you are a God of all comfort, that we can come boldly before your throne when we face difficulties and challenges in our life. We thank you, Lord, that we 
know that your word says. We can proclaim it. Lord, we thank you for so many moms who model God's love, protection, and comfort. But there may be some here today that have not experienced that. Maybe their mom didn't give that to them, unfortunately. Or maybe mom wasn't around in their life. But Lord, they can look to you, the God of perfect love and perfect protection and comfort. And I pray that everyone who is struggling, going through challenges, difficulties, whatever it is, you would meet them in a very real and a very personal way today. And we thank you for your love, your protection, and comfort in our life. And thank you for the moms. Thank you for how incredible they are and how much they mean to our lives and all of us today. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Can we celebrate Decisions for Christ this morning? Amen. <laughs>